Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Revoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Hey, welcome to the Wednesday night American Liberties call. And I'm just going to go ahead and mute everybody else so there's no um, noise. And um, I'd like to thank everybody for coming. And uh, just a quick update um, for the people that missed the last call or haven't heard. Uh, right right now I'm doing in tax court the uh, the judge kind of just said, you know, the heck with everything, you know, the case dismissed in favor of, of the respondent, which is the IRS. And and long and behold, the day um, I sent, instantly I sent, uh, well, um, before I got the order, which the order was, wasn't written until on the 7th, on the fourth, I got some presentment from from the IRS to pay a bill, and uh, or you know, or, you know, or they're going to levy me, and you know, and everything is supposed to be suspended. Now this is the second time. The first time, the government admit that they put in the wrong code into the computer, and this is what I'm challenging. You know the 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 credibility of the credibility and the accuracy of the computers and so the government admits they they put in the wrong code and it won't happen well on on friday the third i get a certified letter six of them in fact that they're going to lean lean and levy i mean they're going to levy for each year and so instantly i sent in another cease and desist uh, or, or motion to restrain assessment pursuant to the court rules, because the court rules says while I'm in court and on and or on appeal, um, suspension. Of, I mean, excuse me, the levy assessment and all that is suspended. So again, I, I sent it out. Now the court rules said that postmark is the date of entry. It's the same as filing. So I thought, you know, so the postmark was on the 4th. I sent it out. And so I'm checking on on Monday to see if they got it. I see it's in Washington, D.C. I said, oh, this is great. So they're going to get it. But I, I wasn't in any rush for anything. I just wanted to make sure they get it. Well, on the 7th, a order was written that they're going to give a summary judgment in favor of the respondent. So I see that my motion isn't still in yet, even on the 7th and on the 8th and even up to the 14th. Yesterday, it wasn't on there. So I went down and then I called the tax, uh, the clerk of the court and said, so, look, I filed a motion on the on the fourth, and I I don't see it entered into the record. Oh, we got that on on the eighth, he says. And I said, well, it's not filed. He said, well, we're not going to file it for the because the case was dismissed. And I said, no, it was filed before it was dismissed. It was filed on the fourth. He said, well, no. He he said it was your case was dismissed. On the seventh, we didn't get it to the eighth, so we didn't we didn't file it because the case is dismissed. And I said, no, the case is open on the fourth, and you didn't, and and you should have filed it into the record to show that it was filed. And he said, no, we we can't do that. I said, are you making a legal determination? He said, hold on. So I hold for a few minutes. He gets back and he says. Um, the lawyers are, will respond to you. Uh, I said, okay. Uh, so I'm going to get it in writing as to why, right? He said, yes. I said, okay. 
So then I called the Washington, D.C. post office. And, of course, you know, they got three of them right in that area. And but there's one every and, and this is important to know. This is why I'm getting down to here is whenever you mail anything to an agency of the government, although it shows that it goes to the, you know, into that town on Saturday, like, I mean, on a Monday, let's say, and you say, well, good, they're going to get it today. Well, no, it all goes to New Jersey and it gets scanned for, you know, poisons and stuff like that. It gets scanned and then it gets sent. And that's why they didn't get it until the 8th. In, in fact, they did get it on, on the 8th. And even the post office has yet to show that on my delivery record yet. So, but she, the, this lady at the post office was real nice. She was very talkative and very uh, helpful. And, and she says, now, if you want an agency to get it the next day, you got to send it overnight and they will get it. And I said, well, what's the difference of putting something in there that will harm somebody, whether it's overnight mail or three-day or, or priority mail? She says, I, you know, I just work here. I don't make the rules. This is what I'm tell, telling you. If, if, if you want them in their hands on a certain time and a date, and you don't want it to go to, you know, to Jersey to slow up your mail. Um, you you put it in the overnight. It'll cost you a little bit more, but it'll get in their hands the following day, guaranteed. I said, okay, ma'am, thank you very much. So I thought that was a little uh, point of information because if you're on a time crunch and you got to get something in by a certain date. Uh, don't depend on priority mail because it will get sidetracked to go to Jersey. So, you know, put it in an overnight and they'll get it. Unless, of course, you can do electronic filing, which I don't want to do. I want everything uh, sent and sent back to me. So, but I can check it on, on the electronic filing. So with that being said, that's um, that's about that, and um, and we're going to do a motion to reconsideration. At the same time, we're going to set up an appeal. Now, Dave is going to bring up about the Mandria uh, tonight. He's going to talk a little bit about that, which is really good stuff. I watched about half of the new video. And I ran out of time, and, I, and I'm going to pick it up again and watch where I, uh, from the beginning again. But this time I'm going to watch it in, in 45-minute increments and until I get through it. But he does cover really, really good information. And as, as I was watching what I was watching, there's some information that I got how to handle uh, presentments from, from the IRS that I'm going over now and with a fine-tooth comb. And it's really it's really unique, and I like it. And I'll explain later on another call another time. But what's really nice about it is you can set them up for them to be willful, you know, which is mens rea. They intent to defraud, because like David said a million times over, you know, if it's not a tax, it's extortion, it's exaction. They're getting more than what they're supposed to get. And if, and if they're not supposed to get anything, and if they get a dollar, that's a dollar more than what they're supposed to get. And uh, so they're, they're literally stealing your money. But now... I'm beginning to see the 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 full picture and in and um oh how uh, I'm kind of lost for words sometimes but um I can really see how they're working the system here and how they're working us and and uh, and and I can even see with 
even if you were a citizen of the United States, which which I'm not presenting that I am, but that's not the argument because you know, like like it said in the criminal complaint, I'm I'll be who you say I am long enough. How does section eighty three how did you use section eighty three to determine that I made gross income or taxable income? And um and they can't go any there any there anywhere with that. And so but leading up to that is they, there's a there's a bunch of hurdles as well. So uh Dave, are you back? So the um um so with when you're watching the, the thing, see how you can turn it around and and I'm hoping to have some letter forms that you can um go to not only to the commissioner, I'll tell you who you want to really go to, who who you want to start addressing your your uh, problem with, the Secretary of the Treasury, because he is he is the next one above him is the president of the United States. So, but he is he is the delegated authority to collect the taxes through the internal revenue, okay, and by and through the internal revenue. And, of course, the revenue service is the collection agency, and we all know who they're the collection agency is for. So, you know, you're dealing with a bunch of uh, peons when you're dealing with the um, – with the debt collectors, okay, and and we got to treat it as as a debt collection because that's what they're coming after you with. And uh, there is some great stuff that I've been really digging my teeth into for the last week, and uh, and I'm and it's all coming together so beautifully. So I hope within the next week or two. Uh, well, you know, I'll have some up and running. Now, with that being said, there hasn't been too much action. There, you know, I got several people in the crowd rising. They have joined us, and and you know, activity is a good thing, you know, because activity, you know, knowledge without using the knowledge is not going to get anybody anywhere. So, you know, I like to stress the point. By you helping me, I can help you help me to help others, okay? And I can help you to help help others. And by doing that, they will help you get what you want. It's kind of a circle, okay? And and uh, the circle of life, if you will. If you help enough people get what they want, you'll get everything that you want. And that's what that's what is coming to me now through. Not, I'm not talking about crowd rising, but a lot of information is coming back to me because, you know, I am helping a lot, lot of people, and a lot of people are helping me. So it works both ways, and it does the same with crowd rising. And uh, so um, I really like to see everybody get started. So anyhow, um, I told you pretty much about everything I want to say. Um, when you watch this um, new video on Mandria, you and you know look at it with what Dave is telling you, but also see how you can turn it around and and use use that to prove that they have criminal intent. And man, this thing there's no stopping. Anyhow, I'd like to introduce Dave. Dave, are you ready? Yeah, sure, as ready as I'll ever be. Take it away, please. Welcome, everybody. My name is David Merlin. Nothing you'll hear me say is intended as legal advice. Anything that sounds like that to you, just consider it something somebody else might do on a planet far, far away where the law matters. It doesn't matter here. I prove it on a daily basis. Believe it. But there is still a slice of due process that you can actually harvest because... uh, and it's it's really hard to believe with uh, all of the uh, misconduct we're aware of 
there's actually something that the courts will forgive. While ignorance of the law is no excuse, a good faith misunderstanding of the law is an excuse. And um, if what you're doing is based on your understanding of the law, it's an instance that the courts should forgive if you follow the the suggestions or the statements in a... um, a U.S. government Department of Justice sentencing memorandum from, or a trial memorandum from September of 2014 in the trial of James R. Back in Anchorage, Alaska. So let me give you that exact case number and document number. Why don't I? Let's see. Well, doggone it. Um, I'll have it for you here in just a second because I want you to be able to find this document. You have to use uh, PACER, which is the court's directory of uh, documents throughout the court system. Well, doggone it. Do a different search for it here. You got to be kidding. Uh, let's see. I know it's in this document. Well, I'm going to go to another document. So the uh, government itself says that uh, a good faith misunderstanding of the law is uh, proof that you don't have criminal intent. And criminal intent means you're not guilty of a tax crime. Here we go. This is the name of the case, the docket number, the number of the document in that case, and the date it was filed, and paste. There you go. In the case of James Back, the government said, and this is, uh, first I'll read a uh, jury instruction. A defendant who acts on a good faith misunderstanding as to the requirements of the law does not act willfully, even if his misunderstanding of the, lo- uh, of the law is wrong or unreasonable. Nevertheless, merely disagreeing with the law does not constitute a good faith misunderstanding of the law because all persons have a duty to obey the law whether or not they agree with it. Thus, in order to prove that the defendant acted willfully, the government must prove beyond reasonable doubt that the defendant did not have a good faith belief that he was complying with the law. That's the Ninth Circuit Model Criminal Jury Instruction 9.42. The government must prove beyond a reasonable doubt that the defendant did not have a good faith belief that he was complying with the law. And if you're on record with a statement that says, "Uh, I think I've always complied with the law, I think the tax code uh, only reaches me because you said in a regulation, citizens of the United States owe the tax, when we know you can't write a regulation that does that. The 16th Amendment says Congress can only collect this tax. It has to be a statute. And on my compensation for services, when I read the language of Section 83, I think I'm in compliance with the law when I include my labor, the value of my labor, in the amount paid. And Section 83 says only the excess over the amount paid is gross income. I didn't receive any excess. And add to that the fact that Publication 17 Tax Guide for Individuals, 2014, and a bunch of other years, says uh, your cost is this thing and that thing and the other thing and your services. 
So how am I wrong here when I included my services in a cost? When the IRS says in its own publication that my services are my cost. Can you see how I just built a defense because I know of this exception, a good faith misunderstanding? Well, it was my understanding, and that's from looking at statute, looking at statutes that exclude citizens of the United States in the tax code, and uh, looking at IRS Publication 17 seems to be in perfect harmony with Section 83. Where am I wrong? Now, the government might be able to throw a lot of stones at Pete Hendrickson. They might be able to throw a lot of stones at a lot of suggestions other people have as to what you should do. And I'm not saying you should do anything, but if you've been on these calls before, you know the government can't throw stones at these arguments. All they can do is talk right over the top of them, ignore them. We will not talk about Section 83. And I've given you the docket numbers to prove it. And, of course, for more information on this, you go to wevgov.com, wevgov.com. Go to the Federal Income Taxation page. You'll see both of those arguments uh, framed in a very condensed format. And on the left-hand side in the menu column, up at the top, you click on YouTube 2, and it'll take you to my YouTube channel. There's free tutorials there. Watch Key to the Code. And that will teach you the argument about I'm only mentioning uh, regulation. And there's a two-and-a-half-hour tutorial about tax code section 83 that will tell you everything about that argument. And so what if I were you, and I can't give you legal advice, but I would want to make sure that I fit into that classification of having a good faith misunderstanding of the law because I now know when I have that understanding that I'm not guilty of a tax crime if in the fact if in the future I fail to file or fail to pay. That's what all of this is beamed at. Uh, my effort is to keep people from going to prison under uh, the criminal statutes in the tax code, chapter 75, section 7201 through 7343. So uh, for, for all that I know, I still can't do liens and levies. Uh, Mr. Don Gron has had some success uh, lifting liens and levies. In fact, there's a recent YouTube, recent, and I'm, I'm talking Monday, I was interviewed on his uh, public access TV show. Let me try to drag that link up here for you. Let's see. He already has it on the board. Oh, Don's there on the board. I've been looking at the board. Okay, great. And uh, Monday I was interviewed, and I told Don when, uh, when I sat down in, his, uh, in the TV studio there at the college that those lights make me look absolutely terrible. And you can see that Don wears a cap with a bill on it to hide the fact that under those lights he looks terrible too. Uh, really, just really a sad state of affairs there with those lights. Anyway, um, we went over all this uh, very quickly. I only had about 45 minutes or a little more to uh, to talk on his show. And um, so it's all very compressed, but got to the point, got to the reasons, and uh, and gave the long and short of it in a pretty quick interview there. The, uh, the good faith misunderstanding of the law is vitally important. Uh, from that same memorandum, the government says, uh, and they're quoting Cheek versus United States, 1991, the Supreme Court set forth the following definition. Willfulness, as construed by our prior decisions in tax criminal cases, requires the government to prove that the law imposed a duty on the defendant. Well, we know that they can't do that. They prove that you owe a duty by following the equation that you see in the Melton case 
on the federal taxation page of wevgov.com, you'll come across the case of uh, Melton versus U.S. or U.S. versus Melton. And in that appellate decision, unpublished, 1996, the court articulates, here's the few statutes we look at. Everything's very clear. You have a duty. The law imposes a duty on the defendant. Number two, that the defendant knew of this duty. And number three, that he voluntarily and intentionally violated that duty. That's the definition of willfulness. The government has to prove the duty was imposed, and they do that with that short equation that doesn't include Section 83, and that you knew of the duty, and that you voluntarily and intentionally violated the duty. If you're on record saying, uh, you know, tell me how to comply with Section 83 because I think I'm right, that's one thing. That's altogether another thing to sue the government for proof that you have a duty. And that's what we're doing uh, soon to do it again in South Carolina. There's a, a few thoughts that I want to iron out before I write the documents, but uh, hopefully... Uh, this coming Monday, we'll be ready to uh, refile that lawsuit. If you've listened to previous calls, you know the lawsuit was dismissed because the court said it's a a lawsuit to uh, restrain the assessment or collection of taxes. When the uh, Administrative Procedures Act, uh, right there at Congress, requires that the court set aside agency action that's in excess of statutory authority. So forget the fact we were asking them to uh, restrain the government. Congress tells them to. So in the amended lawsuit, instead of asking the court to do what the law requires, we're going to ask the court, keep stealing from us. Please don't restrain the collection of anything but we still want you to determine whether or not it's in excess of statutory scope. So an amended lawsuit will go in, and we will not ask the court to do what the law requires, but at the same time, verbally, uh, I'm going to lift my leg on the court because the court deserves it. So anyway, uh, we're about to amend and, uh, and stick that into court again, and, you know, even if the lawsuit was um, written incorrectly, failed to invoke the jurisdiction of the court, didn't name the right parties or whatever, wouldn't you think that the government sitting back, if it had the answer, wouldn't you think the government would say, gosh, you know, these people are even suing for the information. Uh, Why don't we just go ahead and give it to them? It doesn't matter that their lawsuit was invalid. They're suing for the information. We told them in the uh, Taxpayers' Bill of Rights that they're entitled to the information, and then we watch them sue, and we don't even give them the information. Go ahead and give it to them. Wouldn't you think that's the least they could do? And yet, after these lawsuits, you don't see the government going, oh, gosh, I'm sorry. Sorry about your lawsuit, but uh, for what it's worth, here's the information you were looking for. And they don't because the issues are not a good faith misunderstanding of the law. They're an understanding that the law protects us from everything they've always done to us. And that is why we can't have it. You can't have these things. Now, the uh, criminal intent seminar has a third portion now. A, uh, I'll have that in just a second here. Let's see. Right there. The Criminal Intent Seminar. You can see it on the products page on wevgov.com or right there. It's got its own page as well. And it's on a July special until uh, July 5th. It's a month of Ramadan special. Ramadan is July or June 5th through July 5th. And so through July 5th, you can uh, get this criminal intent seminar. 
so if you're a uh, a Muslim thinking of migrating to the United States for whatever reason, uh, it's important that you know that uh, they're going to steal from you too. So come on over and uh, get stolen from by the U.S. government. And uh, the course through July 5th is only, uh, I think it's there for $100. My month of Ramadan special. So uh, you want to get the criminal intent course. If you already have the course but don't have part number three, um, mail Chris $25. And um, the, uh, the update will be sent to you. Guest 8 asks, how about the criminal suit against the magistrate and judge? Uh, that's not an action. It's an affidavit. A criminal complaint is not a suit and not an action. It is just an affidavit. And I'm not going to discuss the details of that on this call. Um, we'll wait until it's been filed to discuss that. And yes, by Monday, uh, hopefully, I have all those documents done. And here we go for a second round in South Carolina. And then uh, anybody that the government says has acted willfully, excuse me, I sued you for proof that I'm, not, uh, that I'm breaking the law and you couldn't even talk to me about the law even though on your taxpayer's bill of rights, I just gave you that link in the chat window, it said they are entitled to clear explanations of the laws and IRS procedures. Well, where's that clear explanation? I sued you over this. That's somebody that's not really convictable. They'll have a real hard time convicting somebody that can say, I sued you trying to stay out of trouble. I gave you my explanation of the law. You don't refute a word of it. What are we doing here? Uh, which is a great question. I've done everything I can to get an explanation out of you guys, and you indict me? I even sued you, and you don't deny a word of it. You'd rather have me in prison than have me stay out of trouble. Thanks a lot, servant. That's the posture you acquire through this process. Now, we have a pretty good head count today. That's good to see. Uh, thanks, everybody, for taking time out of your Wednesday to join us. Um, if today isn't your cup of tea, remember there's a uh, an entire archive here at 87488. There's another archive at 59615, which is my show, No Confidence, here on TalkShoe. And uh, there's uh, free YouTube seminars off of wevgov.com in the left-hand menu column. Uh, at the top, click on YouTube 2 and take those free seminars. And um, this uh, criminal intent course is real fresh. It's a great product. Nobody else is teaching this. Why? Because they have to read Supreme Court cases to even know that they should teach this course. And we know the anti-tax movement doesn't read case law. Uh, really, it, it's sickening when I think about it. I got 28 years into this after, like, two and a half years of study way back when I finally met people that were of like mind. They were in this movement, the Patriot movement, and we're fighting. We want answers, and we're going we're gonna to look at everything and consider it and, uh, and see if we can get to the bottom of this. When I get to the bottom of all this, none of them are even interested. So the anti-tax movement, the Patriot, whatever you want to call them, they're a pack of losers. You show them the truth. You prove it to them. Say, they're depriving you of Section 83 to tax your pay. They'll go, well, I don't care. I got an affidavit of nationality. I got an offer in demand. Uh, I gave up the federal privilege and all this other great crap. So screw the movement. They aren't interested in hard work. They aren't interested in anybody's progress. All of them are in it for ego. They got a conclusion, and they're going to ride it right into prison. And they'll get you thrown in prison. But the important thing was 
you bought their stuff and thought that they were correct. That's not what's important to me. Important to me is no one goes to prison. And so I'd rather be right than president. If that wasn't the case, I would teach you about Section 83 and I wouldn't bother to go to court. But instead, I go to court and I go to court and I prove they can't even talk to you about it. At the same time, they say it explains how to tax your pay. Section 83A is just one sentence. One sentence of law. And it brings them to their knees. Because only the excess over the amount paid is gross income. I was over at Pastor Don's place on Saturday, and uh, he and I agreed. It's the holy grail of tax law. And the movement's not interested. So screw the movement. Uh, You know the movement there, stuck in one place, the movement that does not move. So uh, Illinois has a question, Chris. They got their hand raised. Why don't we let them in here? Okay, go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, thanks, Thank uh, you. John? John? Oh, yeah. Uh, Chuck, you can hear me? Yes. Oh, okay, good. I'm at work. Sorry, guys. Um, so, can you, um, can, uh, David, can you go into a little bit about what exactly the uh, South Carolina amended case is going to be? What, what exactly is the amendment that you're going over? And if you could just read me out, because I'm at work. <laughs> John, you're bringing a lot of noise in with you. Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm at work right now. Can you just tell me what the, uh, can you just talk a little bit about the amendment, the South Carolina amendment, what's that going to be about? It's an amended lawsuit. The lawsuit was dismissed, and so I'm going to make a few amendments, and uh, we're going to refile it. So it's the same lawsuit, but it uh, the anti or the Administrative Procedures Act. The Administrative Procedures. Okay. Yeah, I got him out. The Administrative Procedures Act requires the court to set aside agency action that's found to be in excess of statutory authority, and so we've asked the court to do that. And they said, well, this is a suit to restrain the collection of taxes, and so the Anti-Injunction Act prohibits it. And so instead of asking the court to do what the law requires, we're going to ask the court, keep stealing from us, please. Don't restrain the collection of anything. We're just asking you to declare whether or not it's legal. And we're going to amend the lawsuit that way and file it again. That's all. Because my job is my job is to be a major pain to the thieves in government. Kind of humorous when you look at it. Oh, we were asking. (laughs) You have to find a humorous angle because they're going to be in your face with corruption every time. And when when you have them beat, you know they have the guns. And so it's reduced to a joke. Our rights to due process and the courts have been reduced to a joke by the complexities of the tax code. It's taxation without representation. You got a tax code none of them even understand, and so they don't have to get into it, which takes the law out of the equation. Taxation without representation. Congress writes the laws. Congress is our representative in government, and we can't have what Congress wrote. That's taxation. It's not taxation at all. If it's taxation without representation, it's extortion. So it's not taxation at all, really. Yeah, I'd like to add to that when you, uh, for those who have the Dave Maryland criminal complaint that went to Congress in 2006, um, the um, the the 58 page memorandum of law, as well as the 33 page complaint, goes. The 33 page complaint is awesome because. It shows the criminal activity in each and every element, and uh, and and you know, and I don't read that enough. And I was just reading that the other day, and I was saying, you know, 
God, I could spend the rest of my life reading this, and every time I do, I get more information out of it. And so, you know, it's um, it's good to keep visiting this and keep going back over and over it and over it again. And that's why, you know, I'm glad we have these calls because repetition is, is the best way to start remembering a lot of this stuff. And also, you come to new revelations almost on a daily basis. And uh, so, um, I appreciate all you coming. Yeah, the the amount of work I put into that criminal complaint and memorandum is to absolutely no degree wasted. The memorandum and the criminal complaint are the, you know, you can look around, you make the call, as far as I'm concerned, and from what I've seen, there's no document that comes close to that memorandum and that criminal complaint as far as explaining what the IRS is all about. There's never been a document as well uh, articulated or as concise and revealing than those two documents. The 2006 complaint is not an action that can be dismissed. You can't dismiss an affidavit. All it is is a criminal complaint. When the government prosecutes, then it's a case, which may or may not be dismissed. But you can't dismiss an affidavit. It's just a a statement of accusations of crime. So there's nothing to dismiss until it becomes an action, uh, either a civil case with a plaintiff and a defendant or a criminal case brought by the government. But those two documents together, uh, there's never been a document close to that. And since it finally explains the tax code, there will never be another document like it because there will never be another tax code like the one we got. Well, why don't we open it up for question and answer? Anybody? Okay. Get the criminal complaint course. The the criminal complaint course is uh, just a fantastic example of uh, of fitting into the uh, the last place in the system that you can actually get some justice. A good faith misunderstanding of the law means you're not guilty under the tax code's criminal statutes. And I'll give you an understanding of the law they can't refute. Chris? Yeah, the um, uh, guest nine, I I don't know if you're the one that asked me the question regarding the, because you asked a question about the criminal complaint has been dismissed. also, you know, when for the people that join it, you know, we do the affidavit of joiner, you'll see that the there's a blank for case number. And that's only if Congress was going to move on it and make a case out of it. You know, give us a case number if you would, you know, because we want to come up there and testify. And, and you know, I got hundreds of now, a couple hundred, I would say, uh, on, uh, well, I have at least a hundred or so on my current list. And from uh, several years ago, I believe I still have the spreadsheet on, on the people that joined from years ago. And um, and I like to see something may, may be done with that that we refresh. Uh, a letter that naming all of us were still waiting on you, Servant Breast, to respond to our affidavit of, of criminal, you know, of, of crim- criminality by the government here. And um, but that's down down the road, I can see. But uh, we 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 sure have the numbers now. Or beginning. So, yeah, there's got to be upwards of 300 people that have joined that um, criminal complaint and not a word back from Congress. Not at all. <laughs> yeah, and picture everything they do with that budget, all the fears everybody has of what the U.S. government will and might do 
to them and their privacy, their liberty, and their rights to own a firearm and and uh, all the other stuff the federal government pulls on us, and they use uh, they they spend the money they steal from us to accomplish it. So they steal from us so they can steal more from us, and that in by definition is the root of all evil. They love the money so much, all they can think of is how to get more of it. It's taken over. And and I still maintain, you know, like there's, you see on uh, Facebook and all that, there's, uh, uh, some sheriff is really um, going against o- the 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 Obamians now, you know, and and uh, bringing. Uh, starting to make a little noise and uh and there's a couple of sheriffs on fox a lot of times or one cop and a sheriff and um and i'm telling you people this is the time now if 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 it's never been a time now is the time to start going to our county commissioners to our local sheriffs and bringing a lot of this information and and you don't need to you know dump everything on them all at one time. Pick something out of the memorandum of law. You got many to choose from. I mean, he has like A through H, I think, issues. And you got uh, you know Title Four, Section Seventy Two. I'm you know if, if, am I the citizen named in in the regulations? Uh, or opposed to the citizen named in the statutes, which one am I, and who am I, and um, and Section 83, and and a couple others. I mean, he does a great job on the assessment. How the statute says one thing that protects you, but the regulations what they're using to come against you, and regulations cannot deviate from statutes. So. There's a lot of things that you can, you know, pick and choose from. You got a menu, but you got to start letting these people know. And uh, and if you and if you start getting the workers to know that they're being defrauded, and uh, and so they'll they'll lighten up on you. In the meantime, they'll start bringing that upline, if you will, you know, going to their employers and going to their administrators and start asking questions and they'll start telling other people and and by word of mouth and by documentation and we got the internet and everything we got all kinds of ways of letting people know but if we're not telling them if you yourself are not doing anything to spread the word then it you know I can't do it all. Dave can't do it all. You can't do it all. But together, collectively, man, we can kick butt. So is there any questions, comments, or statements that anybody would like to ask, say? Going once. Going twice. Oh, here, Washington State. Go ahead, Washington. Well, hi. Just thought I'd check in and uh, just let people know that they can see Dave uh, on the TV show that we did on Monday. It's the links on the on the uh, chat there, and uh, I think it came off pretty good. And Dave, you look you look pretty good, considering. Hey, Don. I just started off. Didn't you look at uh, part number three of the criminal intent seminar? Uh, I've glanced at it. I, I've been really uh, uh, okay. Popped here. That's fine. Yeah. Anything you want me? But it looks very good. I mean, uh, your, your seminar is outstanding, and it was fun having you in in the studio. So I think it was a good good hour we had there. So. Okay, for people on the chat, uh, here's. Um, Don's email address, jd.consultants at live.com. And uh, guest number nine, you're listening to 87488. This is Chris's call. My call is at 59615, where you'll have an archive of uh, radio show segments and uh, different lesson plans that uh, I've put on TalkShoe myself, independent of Chris. Mm -hmm. Thanks, Don. 
Thank you, Don. Good, good to hear from you. I haven't talked to you in a while. Well, I hope you had a good birthday there, and you're doing fine these days, Jeffy. Yeah, yeah. Um, everything's starting to come along. Yeah. Thank you. Okay. Yeah. Keep in touch. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. Any other uh, statements and questions or anything? Also, uh, for the ones that haven't been, I just got a new... I did a website. I, for all these years, I never had, had a website, but now I do. It's AmericanLiberties.club, C-L-U-B. They're coming out with a whole bunch of new names now. Uh, you know, .com, .us are, are going to be one of a million. But anyhow, it's AmericanLiberties.club, C-L-U-B. Anyhow, uh, any other questions, comments, or statements? On Saturday at noon Pacific, 3 o'clock Eastern, I'll be on 59615 for the Saturday call on No Confidence. Tune in to see me then. I'm going to bail out. Thanks, Chris, for everything. And thanks, everybody. We'll see you Saturday. Okay, thank you. Thank you very much, Dave. And um, the... uh, yeah, you know, watch for your e- emails. I'm going to start. Uh, I'm, I've been doing, a, I mean, some really, really heavy research. And um, no, not, uh, well, somebody wrote USC883.club. Um, that's interesting. Is that a website that somebody has? 26USC.com. Yeah, I guess you could make one like that, huh? Anyhow, um, yeah, there's some really good stuff that you can articulate. It's not so much the document that I have, but what you can do in addition to what I've what I've seen. And and uh, I'm going through it. I'm I'm checking uh, the sources of of what he has in there, and so far it's coming out a hundred percent, and um, so it's going to be good. It's going to be real good. So anyhow, with that being said, um, I don't see any more questions, comments, or statements. So I'm going to go ahead and end this call. You all have a good night. God bless America. And this call is officially over. Thank you. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 